Welcome once again to another episode of the Random Access Podcast brought to you by RAPodcast.net. This is episode 429, recorded live on September 12th, 2015. And here are your hosts, the man whose number 429 probably didn't mean anything, Dave Pillay. Uh, excuse me, sir. Excuse me, sir. Go on. And the man who was this close to start routing off a phone number, Andy Lowe, hi. I'd like to point out, I had a 429 phone number for, like, 20 years. Yeah, I had one for about that long as well. I was like, episode 429, and then I'm sitting around in my head just thinking the rest of the phone number for my parents' house. Da, 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 da. Yeah. 429, da, 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 da. Yeah. 429 Uh, sure. That might actually be someone's phone number. It might actually be someone. Please don't, don't dial 429 You want to say it again? Maybe? Possibly? <laughs> Remind them the number not to call one more time and make it sound even more like we actually want them to call it? No, please don't. Because, like, we're, we're serious. Don't actually call that. I have no idea. Yes, 429 means something to me. Well, I didn't remember if you were... Jackass. It's been a while since, I, you know, we've had to actually use any of those numbers. Heck, I pe- called my parents the other day. <laughs> I, I forgot that that was still part of the 429 area. <laughs> Some people around Selene didn't have a 429 number. No, they have like a 9-something-something. Something. Yeah. 973 or something like that. Uh, 944 is the other one near Selene. Ah, Okay. Well, it's going to take us was, a while to get to phone number. It's going to take us a while to get to that high. But before that one, we'll hit the area code of uh, seven three four. You know, narrowed it down to just ten thousand phone numbers now. <laughs> Those ten thousand numbers contain you and me. Seven three four four two nine something 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 something. Well, no, they don't contain us. They contain our parents. True. Because my cell phone is a 73 area code. 734 area code? Yes. <clears throat> but it is not 429. Yes. As soon as you had said episode 429, I'm like, oh, phone number. Yeah. And no, then you I said, think... probably doesn't mean anything. I'm like, you bastard. Doesn't mean anything to you. Well, no, because you still call your parents. Right. Yeah. And I grew up with it. My apologies on that one. I thought you were not a 429 number. Grumble, grumble, grumble. <laughs> Phone numbers were, it's so weird because I don't know anyone's phone number anymore. Yeah, no, it's like, I'm trying to think of like, whose phone numbers do I actually know? My I phone? Know, I think I know Bry's cell phone because it's been the same cell phone number since before I had a cell phone. I I don't know anybody else. I, I know Kate's cell phone number. Mm-hmm. I know my parents' cell phone numbers. Yep, I still remember everyone's home phone number. Yeah, nope, don't remember I know, those. I know your parents' phone number. <laughs> I know Hans's old phone number. I know yours. I know Brendan Lapsley's. I know Bry's. Um... That might be it. Yeah, I don't know Bryce. I Like I said, I, I know Kate and I know my parents. I know my grandmother's phone number. I remember the Celine area school phone number. Oh, the one you dial in the morning to see if the school's canceled. Yep. Yes. Oh, was that 8,000? 8,000. I had, yes. I had the, the phone next to my bed, and so I'd wake up, and what I would do is I'd actually dial the number the night before, you know, like way before they, they'd know, like before it even started snowing. Yeah. But I'd dial it the night before so that in the morning I, would, I, I wouldn't even get out from under the covers. I'd just reach down to the side of the bed, pick up the phone, and hit redial, and then listen. Good, good idea. Yeah, no, I always took the cordless phone to my bedroom and checked that out. Yeah. Thank you for calling Celine Area Schools. Today is Thursday, September 18th. 1997. And Celine Area Schools will be in session. You fucker! (laughs) You paused! 
He would, I swear he was just playing for the crowd every he time was, he did he that. Was. Oh, he totally was. He definitely paused every time, whether it was open or closed, he paused. Like, you bastard. Give me that first. Like, it's it's October 22nd, schools are closed. Go to sleep. Thank you for calling Selene Area Schools. Now, though, kids have it where they just get a freaking text message as soon as they, uh, soon as they cancel. They don't know what they have. How good it is to just get a, an alert going, hey, school is canceled. Kind of rather get an alert when school is in session. Why did I just get an email from BlackBerry? Why did you get an email from BlackBerry? Your BlackBerry ID has been created. Well, that's interesting. Are you planning on getting a BlackBerry phone? Nope. <laughs> if you did not create or do not recognize this account, delete this BlackBerry ID. Yes. That's very odd. So yeah, what's new, Andy? How was last week's recording? It was good. In a hotel room recording while Kate was getting her mani-pedi done. Okay. We had a wedding. Yes. It was a hot well, time. We, we did not have a wedding. No. We were at a wedding. Yes. We were at a, a very nice wedding in very hot weather. Yes. But it was a really good wedding. I enjoyed the music selection. I was asked about that, and she, Kate, Kate's cat was still picking those out, and Kate was like, well, what do you think about these? And I'm sitting here going through, like, going, am I supposed to know some of these? Because I don't. Because you never played Final Fantasy. Yeah. At least she didn't play One Wing Angel, because... I mean, when would have been a good time? There probably, was no good time no, there's no good to play that. Yeah. Oh. So, I guess, yeah. Like, there, was, there just wasn't a, a good point for that sort of music. It was a, I, I thought it was a very good music selection, though. Do I, I appreciated to, it. I do have to tell you, though, I had Butterfly stuck in my head for most of Monday. DDR Butterfly? Yes. Because people played DDR? Yes. Okay. Specifically you. I have to tell you that I could walk again on Thursday <laughs> without pain. It took until Thursday for my legs to stop hurting. I have to run 18 miles tomorrow. That would also cause my legs to hurt. Yeah. Three hours and 20 minutes. Of running? Of running. Now, do you, do you, when you do this, are you running for three hours and 20 minutes or are you running for 18 miles? Um. Like what, at what point do you say like, ah, oh, I've, 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 I go by goal. time now. Okay. So you're expecting to do 18 miles. Yes. But really you're running for three hours and 20 minutes. Yes. But it's a good indicator of how far I'm going to travel. Yes, because you're pacing yourself. Yeah, so I know it's like about approximately four miles to get onto the bike path. And so it's another five miles off of there. So that should get me across town towards the library. And then I just turn around and do it back again. Okay, that sounds like distance though. Well, yeah, but I, it, I do time-based because it's a lot easier to do that. But you're measuring it from your place to another place and then back. Yeah. That's distance. But we're in Michigan. We tr- we measure all distances by time. How far am I out of Ann Arbor? Oh, about 15 minutes. Okay. It, t- it takes me 10 minutes to get to work. That's not a, that's a, not a measure of, that's, it's a measure of distance, but I'm using time. Sure. Whatever. You don't, you, you don't see <clears throat> that in Michigan where everybody's. I, no, Andy, I grew, I, I know that we measure a lot of distances by time, but when you're talking about. I'm going to go running for three hours and 20 minutes. And then you say that's from your house to the library and back. That's not measuring time. <laughs> well, the question becomes, how far can I run in an hour and 40 minutes? That's half. Yeah, an hour is plus a day. Yeah, an hour and 40 minutes gets me from here to the library. Okay, so do you run for an hour and 40 and then turn around? Or do you yes. run to the library and then turn around? I run for an hour 40 and then turn around. Okay. 
So but you'll the, get close to the library. You may even go past the library. I probably won't go past the library. Won't get that far. It's not the library itself that is the turnaround. It is the hour and 40 minutes that it takes. When the lovely lady on my phone says, halfway done with workout. Oh, that's very nice of her. Yes, yes it is. Also a little creepy. Well, she's uh, controlled by the GPS and a timer. All right. What I I don't understand, though, so I have the Nike app running at the same time as my Adidas app. They're both using the GPS, but the mile distances are off. Depends how often they sample it. You can you can tell that they they are they're pretty much neck and neck for the first couple of miles, but then the Nike one seems to be behind, and then it just keeps growing and growing and growing. And so by the time I finish, I'm off by like half a mile. Depends on how often they sample. Yeah, it's one of those weird things you don't notice until you actually run two of these things at the same time, and all of a sudden it's like, wait a second, which which one of you two is right? When you take a measuring device and actually go out with yeah. it. Have you seen those those infinite tape measures? Oh, the, the wheels? Yep. yep. Just take one with you. You want me to go running with one of those? Yeah. I could. Things are slightly on the expensive side, though, for a wheel and a clicker. Oh, well, I mean, the wheel is, is made to be a certain circumference exactly. Yes. Oh, precision. Mm-hmm. Precision engineering. The main advantage we have over the Greeks and Romans. I mean, that and electricity. I was going to say running water, but no, they had that. Yeah, well, the Romans did. Greeks, not quite as much. Toilets? Toilets are good. I think the Romans sort of had toilets. I know they had the technology. I don't know if they had put it together. You have the internet, which they also did not have. They did not have that. I, I can tell you that much. Let's look up Roman toilets. Roman bathhouse. But did they have them in houses? Like, they had communal bathhouses, I know that. Well, it looks like, according to some of these pictures, there were just a bunch of holes in a bench in a room. Sounds like the bathhouse. And there's... Oh, one of the pictures is a little girl poking her head out of one of the holes, and I'm just like, wait, no, you don't want to do that. Mm, That's gross. That's gross. Yeah, no. Right, should we talk about something that's not toilet humor? I mean, that's half this podcast, isn't it? Not half the podcast. <laughs> Just a, a quarter of it? A, a, a touch? A, a, a little dash. bit? A dash of it? Ooh. Sorry, I just got a work email. Yeah. Traffic update is completed, which means once this is done, I have to go to work. Oh, no. Okay. I've been playing Fallout Shelter again, by the way. As have I. Uh, oh, I shit. currently... Shit, shit, shit. I've got a person out exploring. No, no, no. Don't you dare. She could be dead. Then if she's dead, pay... that's, that's, that's then fine. Then you'll pay the caps. Oh, I darn. Lo- I, I lost money the last time I did that. Oh, darn. You'll have to pay caps. Don't you dare. I just want to see if she's still alive. We are alive. recording the podcast. You're loading it up, aren't you? It will take me 30 seconds just you to see if she's still alive. You are loading your game during the podcast. I can still talk about things like the Apple event. It's Go ahead, event. Andy. Well, Apple had their big event this week on Wednesday. Yes, and? I missed it because I was too busy trying to uh, get radio stations recover back Recover people on the from the wasteland? No, not recover people from the wasteland. I was working at the time. I was actually running... Um, Ooh, lunchbox. I was running uh, relays for the Detroit Lions receiver for Holland at the time. But there were a lot of things that were announced. The big one was the big iPad Pro. 12.9 inch tablet mm-hmm. with a stylus and a keyboard. How is this different than the Microsoft Surface? I'm not sure. Oh, good. She's still alive. All right, backing up. <laughs> uh, but I, I don't know. But yeah, no, it is. 
It, 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 almost the entire event was Apple copying other people. Now, did you, uh, I saw a clip of this when they announced this $99 Apple Pencil. There was actual chuckles from the crowd. Yeah. Like a, like we call it the Apple Pencil. And then people were like, <laughs> really? called the apple pencil which then everybody who saw this turned around and brought out steve jobs's quote about uh the stylus stylus yeah well, what was the quote i'm looking it up steve jobs stylus steve jobs totally dissed the stylus eight years before this announcement okay here we go who wants a stylus jobs asked you have to get them and i put and put them away and you lose them yuck nobody wants a stylus Instead, Jobs said that the iPhone would depend on the best pointing device in the world, the human finger. Your finger, yeah. So there's two takeaways. Either Steve Jobs was wrong, which would cause the collapse of like the entire Apple cult, or Apple has no fucking clue what it's doing anymore. <laughs> so here's the, here's the question is that September keynotes are normally supposed to be the big ones. Like this is when the iPhone was first announced. This is when the iPad was first announced. The i Right, cuz it's right before the holiday season. Yeah, the the MacBook Air was announced in September. September was supposed to be like the big announcements. Was there really anything big that was announced? The iPad itself like physically? Yeah, 13-inch iPad, which is freaking huge it's the size of a laptop or a microsoft surface pro which is running windows be perfect for um you know running windows applications with a keyboard so what do you think andy apple is is out of touch apple is losing creativity i mean essentially they just copied everyone else yeah i'm just trying to think of so Apple doesn't really create. Apple innovates. Is that okay, a pretty what's good the, assumption? What's the difference there? Yeah. No, what's the difference? Oh, create is looking at a block of marble and seeing the statue inside. Okay. Innovate is seeing other people's statues and thinking, oh, I could do that, but I'll put this twist on it, i.e. I'm not sure I agree with that distinction. That they're more innovators than creators? I mean, historically, they they beat everyone else to market. That, yes. was, that was the huge thing with the iPhone, right? But, but the no iPhone wasn't else... the first smartphone. The, the but, Blackberries but, were already out at the time. But... The the iPhone was the first phone of its kind. Yes, there were Blackberries. Yes, they they were smart-ish phones. But the the differences were were so much. It's not looking at marble and seeing a statue versus marble and seeing other statues and changing them. It was a different way of carving the marble, which I feel long is along the lines of being more innovative than creative. Sure, but it, it was a very different. It was a it was a whole different system. It yeah, was a different no, it, approach. It, it, was it, an, it wasn't, I'm going to go at the marble with a chisel, it's I'm going to go with the marble with a chainsaw. Or a laser. Or a laser, right? I'm doing this in an entirely different way. Yes. And they are not doing that anymore. No, it's... Now this, they're just imitating. Well, my question then becomes is, well, what's the next big thing that... <laughs> they don't know. I don't think anybody really knows what the next big innovative thing is. People are trying, like, okay, well, this wearable tech is going, so people are trying wearable tech... People are trying this whole Internet of Things, mm -hmm. which is along the lines of wearable tech. But the, the iPhone was a game changer. The tablet was a game changer. What's the next game changer? That doesn't seem to be, what, do we make, we make it either bigger or we make it smaller? That's, it feels like this is, this is the time of the cell phone when we had, still had the flip phones, where the goal was just to make the phone smaller and smaller and smaller until you get to the uh, Moto Razor, which that thing was small. Super thin. Yeah. 
and then all of a sudden the iPhone comes out and it's just people are just like, wait, what, what? It's, it's 90 degrees from where we were going. It, yep. I, I don't see anything right now that could be a 90 degree turn from where we're going. Yep. But I think that's problematic for Apple because they depended on those 90 degree turns. Yes. Now they're kind of just depending on the cult of Apple to keep them sustained, especially now that they're doing this whole like Apple leasing program. They're paying, I think, was it $27 per month for an iPhone? Yep. And you could turn it in for a new iPhone once every year? Yep. T-Mobile is actually doing the same concept, uh, $10 a month. Oh, yeah. No, I, ha- I have Jump. I know about that. Granted, Jump, you have to pay a... Uh, hundred some odd dollar fee every time you jump which was not explained to me but it's still something okay so okay so we had the big ipad we have the new ipad mini we have the new apple tv with the video game controller how Uh, how well do you think that's going to go well that's actually another topic but we can we can get to the game controller or unless you want to go to the game controller and go back to the rest of the apple let's let's go to the game controller and then come back all right, guys at GameIndustry.biz kind of pointed out two things about this Apple TV that could cause problems for gaming. Mm-hmm. The first is that apps on the Apple TV are limited to 200 megabytes in size. You can, you can stream more content, but that's the that's the largest file or that's the largest install you're allowed to have is 200 megabytes. It's not very big when it comes to games nowadays. No, so it can be. It, it's not impossible. But that adds a challenge to the thing there. It's okay, so if we're going to make a game, we have to make it so it can only it's only this file size. That's right. it. Everything else has to be streamed and all that other stuff there. Second problem is the fact that um, how are people going to physically play the games on the Apple TV? Yes, there's a new remote that has a sensitive trackpad and a motion sensing chip and a microphone, so it's kind of like a, a Wiimote with a trackpad. And they say, oh, well, but you can you can use whatever Bluetooth-compatible third-party controller you want for this, which... Which is a total deviation from Apple's history. Just yeah. want to point out there, letting third-party things work. Yeah, that was a bit of a surprise. But the question then becomes, okay, well, my third-party controller is going to be different than your third-party controller, which is going to be different than the other third-party controller. So what is the developer going to do? They're going to program for the stock controller because mm-hmm. they're just going to assume that's what everybody is going to have. Yep, and that was always the advantage to developing for Apple products is you knew the hardware. Yeah, so, the, the, so okay, so maybe you this controller will work for some things, but most people, if they're serious about gaming, are going to get their own controller. And at this point, you've got your own controller and your own box. Whoa, whoa, up whoa, to whoa, it. whoa, 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 whoa. Hang on, hang on. Go back to what you just said. If you're serious about gaming, yeah. you're going to get your own controller, right? Andy, if you're serious about gaming, you're not playing games on your Apple TV. That's where I was going with that one. <laughs> if you're serious about gaming on the Apple TV, you're going to need your own controller and the Apple TV hooked up to your TV. But at that point, you've got a controller in your hand that you have to keep in the room. You've got a box hooked up to your TV, just like my Xbox. Well, why not just... It, it's The people who are going to be doing this will already have something there. So it's... Or just wouldn't be caught dead with playing games on an Apple TV. I have a feeling that it's going to be a lot of Wii ports and a lot of shovelware that's going to get put onto this Apple TV gaming marketplace. Yeah. Which means you're going to get a lot of crap on there and nobody is actually going to want to develop something for it because it's going to be in a sea of crap. 
Because Apple's being ridiculously stupid. Yeah. All right. So yeah, the the gaming for the Apple TV, I am not impressed at all. And nope. it, yes, Apple could probably throw some weight and some money around and get some developers to develop something for the Apple TV. But unless there's a killer app, and I'm to- I'm so looking forward to Angry Birds Apple TV. <laughs> Wow, I can't wait. God, when was the last time I played an Angry Birds game? I can't even think of it. Right, so there was the Apple TV. Then there was the TV OS, which is the Apple TV SDK. So they said that the future of television is apps, which I don't really understand that statement. Future of television is apps? Uh, incorrect. I feel like the future of television is television. Unless they mean like the future of television is apps like Hulu and Netflix. Which is Is television. No, this is not really television. What is the difference between the company that produced Daredevil and the company that produced House? Television is broken up into, uh, you're limited in TV. TV is way more limits. So content one, right? You what, what what was on Daredevil would have had to have been modified slightly to put it onto cable TV. How so? Uh, very bloody, very graphic, very violent. You know, cable TV is not regulated by the FCC, and so there are no indecency rules, right? Okay, well, I did not know that. But Th- the cable TV companies just kind of play by the same rules, so because they, they don't want the rules put on them. Yeah. Uh. There are still rules. There have to be rules. Only The only decency rules are for over-the-air broadcast stations, so ABC, NBC, so CBS, you're and telling Fox. Me, you're telling me Cartoon Network, if they so decided, could put on, like, sex scenes? I do believe so. I, I think there are no rules for cable broadcast. Let's see, cable decency rules. FCC.gov. Safe harbor, certain words unlawful, violence. FCC rules apply to cable and satellite programming. In the past, the FCC has enforced the indecency and profanity prohibitions only against conventional broadcast services, not against subscription programming services such as cable and satellite. However, the prohibition against obscene programming applies to subscription programming services at all time. Okay, so they can't do obscene programming. So you, you can't put... You can't put, um, oh, granted, obscenity is he'll know it when he sees it, so. Yeah, full frontal but, nudity. Yeah, but indecency and profanity prohibitions, those do not apply. Okay. Uh, but in any case, there there are fewer restrictions. Yes. There's, and it's not just what, what the FCC covers. They don't need to put it into nice 20-minute or 40-minute packages. How long were most Daredevil episodes? They were indeed, uh, were, were they 40 minutes? They were about an hour. Uh, do I have any of those? I think they were like 50 minutes or an hour. Where I had some of those. But my my point stands, it didn't need to be. They are not locked into that format. But they still played by that format. Though. They they did, but that was a choice they made. They were not required to do so. They also have and this is a, a way more subtle change. Videos made for Netflix, videos made for distribution on the internet are not set up or don't need to be set up in mini arcs. They don't need to write it for the commercials. True, yes. No, the standard programming of normally was about every 15 minutes or so. Well, 15. Every 10 minutes. Is it every 10 now? Are we getting well, that you, many? If you get three sets of commercials in a half an hour program. Jeez. But that right there is probably one of the biggest differences between traditional television and internet media. 
Yeah, I'm looking at Marvel's Daredevil right now. The first episode length was 52 minutes and 50 seconds. Yep, that is another 10 minutes longer than what you would have gotten on TV. Yes, yes it is. But that would seem perfectly fine for an episode on HBO. No, HBO is actually normally about 56, I think. Well, HBO is essentially commercial free. Yeah, but they still have their own little stuff on each end of the episode. But would, would you consider HBO being a traditional television They've always um, done done things special on their channel. They have done th- things special on their channel, which if you ever watch the Emmys, they always – people every year on the Emmys complain about the differences be- – well, before it used to be complaining about the differences between over-the-air broadcasting and the HBO channels. That's why The Sopranos kept on winning Emmys up the wazoo. Yep. And then now it's the argument instead of over-the-air versus cable, now it's over-the-air and cable versus – Internet. Internet. Because it's its own category. Yeah. So – the future apps, yes and no, because they're still playing by the, they're still the standard rules that they're doing here. Yeah. Well, so the, the question is, what do they mean by apps? Do they mean Netflix and HBO Go and Amazon Prime Video, or do they mean apps? I don't know. The one thing I want at some point is if I'm watching something on the TV, like the the Colbert show is a perfect example of that. I was watching the Colbert show and he talked about how he had to cut this content, this content, and this content from his first episode. And he even went long by like 10 minutes. I would love it if my TV would honestly pause and go, hey, there's more of this. Yeah, there's more content available on the web. Would you like me to play it for you now? Yes, yes, I would. And then it would play it and then jump back again once it was done. Yep. If if people are going to do stuff like that, I would love that. If that's the future of television, that's a good future. I enjoy that. If I could, if I'm watching something, a documentary about a gothic church or something like that, and I can go pause and like, can you tell me about this? Have it go jump somewhere else and give me more information. That would be a good thing. But if if that's the future of TV, good. If, now there's if, there's a cool thought for app integration. You're watching TV and you can pause it at any frame and highlight a section of the screen and then submit a Google search of that image. Like through the old Google Glasses app or Google Goggles, whatever it was. Google Goggles. Yep. And have it go through the app and then come back with results. Where where is this place that I'm seeing on the television? What is this building? Yeah. Oh, Michigan Um, is currently losing. IMDB integration would be pretty cool. IMDB integration would be cool. So like you're watching a a movie and you're like, ah, who's this person? And it brings up their profile on the side. Where have I seen this guy before? (laughs) Oh, he was on SG-1. Oh, my, yeah, he was also think, in Tomorrowland. I think my personal favorite would be, I know that voice being a, a like, key yeah. for it to bring up, be like, whoop. Oh, that's the guy who does... Oh, he's, he's in, in this. The brain. Okay, yeah, no, I get that. Wait a second, that's Nathan Fillion. What is he doing here? Nathan Fillion's been doing the Muppets. Have you seen that? Yeah, the Muppets, the Justice League. He's been doing a bunch of stuff. And I still can't wait for Con Man to show up. Yep. All right, so we got the new iPhone 6S and 6S Plus, which uh, new camera, new A9 chip, same display size and resolution, but there's also called Live Photos, which record the 1.5 seconds before and after you snap a photograph, allowing them to quote-unquote come alive, which I see that as it's a GIF. Your phone can make a GIF. Woo. Wasn't Samsung also already doing that? Probably. I'm not sure. I haven't tested that any of the Samsung cameras out on my phone. I just went straight for the Google camera. Yeah, there was something about like never miss a shot again in that when you would take a picture, it would save the like previous three seconds and the 
following three seconds. Probably something like that. I don't know. I don't. I haven't paid too much attention to the camera app on my phone. As is apparent when I was trying to take pictures earlier today, I tried to take a picture and I'm not sure what exactly I did. But it's a lot of data there. But there's only one picture, and I'm like, well, I didn't mean to do that. I just wanted burst mode. I know it's got burst mode in there somewhere. In your camera? Yeah. I don't know. It could. Uh, there's 3D touch, which you can press lightly or press harder, and it can tell the difference. There's a new color of phone called rose gold, which sort of looks like a coral. And there's a new band for the Apple Watch. Woo! A uh, new IS... Oh, nine? There's a new chip. New chip? Yeah, and the iPad Pro. There's a new graphics chip thing, oh, processor chip. Ooh. So can, can can we move away from Apple? I guess. Because, like I said, it was the Apple event was, eh. I mean, we just spent a lot of time talking about what it was essentially Apple fucking up. Yeah. Which, really, I'm, I'm okay with. I don't mind talking about when Apple fucks up. I don't mind talking about when Apple succeeds and does something really cool. Yes. But they, there just wasn't anything there. There was no, no substance to this Apple presentation. No, no, there was not. Uh... Could talk about Microsoft. That's a good transition. One to the other? Sure. Microsoft has been having a couple uh, PR problems. Well, first off, let me say that Xbox Live Indie Games and the XNA Creators Club will be closing. I didn't know that thing was still around. Well, it's not going to be around for much Well, till it's going to close on a September year. 2017. Two years. Two years. The store is going to be open for two more years, but no new games will be published after September 9th next year. Okay. So it's going away. Yes. Okay. And then there's Windows 10. You installed 10, right? Yes, I did install 10. How's it going? Before I was told uh, for work that our VPN does not work with Windows 10. Oops. Oops. So my ability to remote in from my home laptop does not work anymore. So I have to have my work laptop next to me at all times, basically. Oops. Yeah, I call it my uh, my nuclear football now. Your nuclear football? Yeah. Is there a reference there that I'm missing? The the briefcase that contains the nuclear codes that's supposed to stay with the president at all times is normally called the football. Ah. So I just call it the nuclear football. Okay, because you're supposed to keep it with you at all times. Pretty much, because that's my way of remoting into work now. Yep. Because you can't VPN because you're using Windows 10. Yes. So um, some of the customer experience and diagnostic telemetry with Windows 10s, which I have shut off on mine, um, is coming now to Windows 7 and Windows 8. Uh, Wait, that's the like, hey, we reserve the right to watch your stuff? Yes. I don't want that. These four updates ignore existing user preferences stored in Windows 7 and Windows 8, including any edits made to the hosts file. And immediately starts exchanging user data with vortexwin.data.microsoft.com and settings-win.data.microsoft.com. I don't like that. Well, the um, good news is two of the updates are listed as optional. So unless you install your optional updates, you will not see these. Um, one of those, one of the other ones though, is recommended is classified as recommended though. View updates. KB3075249. KB3080149 and KB3068708. Now, the, the recommended one, though, um, uh, let's see, you have to participate in Microsoft Customer Experience Improvement Programs. You already have to opt in f- to give Microsoft data for this to be, um, for this update to show up, the recommended update. So, unless you are, are already giving Microsoft 
your information, this one will not show up. Does that make sense? What if I don't know if I'm giving Microsoft my information? Probably Google something about Microsoft CEIP or am I in Microsoft CEIP or something along those lines. When was this? When were these updates released? Uh, this was last uh, second Thursday or no, was it second Tuesday? Three oh seven six nine four nine. Okay, I don't see any of these. We'll check in on my Tuesday because I think that they're going to be part of Patch Tuesday. Okay. Yeah, that's not cool. That's, like, super not cool. That's super janky. Yep. Bad Windows. Bad, bad Windows. So the uh, the second page on this article tells you how to uninstall the updates and good. to hide them from future use. So that's good. good. Yep. The other problem that Microsoft is doing with Windows 10 is the fact of its uh, downloading stuff to your computer without your approval. Windows 10 is? Yes. So, you know, you have the little, like, icon on there that says, hey, do you want Windows 10? And you say, yes, it will start to pre-download Windows 10 in the background. Right. Uh, now, um, even if you have not opted in, Microsoft will still have Windows 10 stuff download in the background to the tune of somewhere between 3.5 gigabytes to 6 gigabytes of data. Which is, it's problematic for people who have data caps. Yes, data caps and, you know, maybe a uh, small computer with disk. only 32 gigabytes of memory. Yeah, well, hard disk space. Well, it'd be probably a flash drive at that point. I'm talking like the really slim tablets and that what? sort of stuff. Maybe a Surface of some yeah, kind. It's, it's still called a hard disk, though. Yeah. You still talk about it being the computer's drive. Yeah, that's that's a lot of space and a lot of bandwidth. Is there a way to block it? I'm not sure on that one. Wow. What the hell is going on on that hard drive? That's what that sound is? Is your hard drive? That's my hard drive. Can you hear uh, that? Yeah. That's not good. All right. Well, moving on to much happier topics. The Deep Space Network. Yes. How we communicate which, with things out which in Which has a really, really cool website, actually. I've never uh, actually gone. Can, eyes.nasa.gov slash dsn slash dsn.html. Oh, I always went through the JPL website. Eyes.nasa.gov forward slash dsn forward slash dsn.html. You can see which arrays are active, which arrays are transmitting, which arrays are receiving, and you can click on the array and it shows you a picture of it right now. Oh, and who they're talking to as well. Nice. Yeah. Well, this is a fun little website. Isn't it? Unfortunately, nothing's talking to New Horizons right now. Uh, looks like the NHPC is talking to New Horizons right now in uh, Spain. The, the NHPC is the New Horizons. Oh. New Horizon, NH. New Horizon, okay, yeah. I think, yeah, because the, there's, uh, Goldstone24 no is talking is receiving from and transmitting to the Opportunity and the Mars Orbiter mission. Oh, this is a fun little thing. Right? Isn't this so cool? Yeah. You can see an image of the spacecraft. Not like a live image of the spacecraft, but if you click on View Spacecraft, it's this is what we're talking to. In any case, New Horizons is doing its download. Nice. It swapped from data collection because it can only do one or the other. <laughs> Uh, it, it swapped from data collection to data transmitting, and it did this actually shortly after it left Pluto, because there's not a whole lot left to collect. No, uh, it's just a couple but the, of the... the first set of data that the that NASA had scheduled was all just, like, background radiation and solar observations and just, like, little... 
important things to know, but not flashy things to know. No, it it was it's it's a data table, is what it was. It's yeah, <laughs> and they they wanted to do that more or less to give themselves a break. But that set of data has finished, which ne- means now New Horizon is beaming back the high resolution images of Pluto. Yay, pretty pictures of Pluto. We're getting all the pretty pictures of the farthest sort of planet that we've got. The dwarf planetoid, formerly known as the planet Pluto. Somebody created a 24-second video of what News Horizons saw as it traveled towards Pluto and away from it. Yep. Oh, and they ran it behind the sun so they could see what type of atmosphere. Oh, somebody's smart. <laughs> really? You think someone at yep. NASA might actually be smart? I know. That's crazy, isn't it? A little bit. Oh, my goodness. That's Stereo A. Where's Stereo B? Is, are none of these things talking to Stereo B? I don't know. What the hell is Stereo B? Stereo was a pair of satellites for solar observations. Let's see what Stereo B is up to. Oh, loss of contact with Stereo B. Ooh, oops. Communication with Stereo B was interrupted in October 1st, 2014. Oops. Oh, because it's on the opposite side of the sun, it's kind of hard to communicate with it. Yeah. It's that's that's a that's a thing. But that was the point of them was putting them on like either side of the back side of the sun. Yeah. So that we could see the other side of the sun. I guess nothing's talking to Stereo B. Okay. Oops. Yep. The images that Stereo sent though are just absolutely incredible. Of course. So speaking of images, yeah. The Washington Post did a story about the TSA, okay? Yes. Oh, yes. Yes, yes. I know where this is going. And in that story... They did they a story co- about the TSA. They, they talked about the TSA master keys. Yes, and they had a picture of somebody holding all of the TSA master keys. The problem is the fact that taking a picture of a physical key... Gives you the physical key. Pretty much, yeah. So you can now download the 3D printer language files to create your own TSA master keys. And people have done that, and they work. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I mean, those locks were never good locks to begin with. You can kind of pop them with, like, a screwdriver if you really want to. Yeah. Or just, you know, kind of snap the thing apart if you need to. Yeah. I mean, it's a zipper. Yeah. Right? The lock is to lock the zipper piece of a zipper. Well, the tab piece of the zipper. Uh, There are many other ways of unlocking a zipper. Zippers are not secure. Well, you could, if you have a hard shell case, you could have the lock there holding the hard shell case together. And that would be a little bit tougher to get into, but still, why would you take a picture of all the master keys and then post it online? That's that's part of the, the problem with security. The is biggest the biggest security hole are people. Yeah. Do you know how many bank ATMs use the default password? Oh, I don't doubt it. I do not doubt it. There's. Oh man. It's laziness and stupidity. The only time you should take a picture of a key is when you are planning to duplicate the key. Yes. Beyond that, no, you shouldn't be taking pictures of keys at all. Yep. That- and the worst part is they, they can't do anything about it. It's not like they can go and change all those locks. No, because that would invalidate a lot of locks that have already been sold and out there. Yep. Oy. So, yeah, now you can open people's luggage. Grats, TSA. Good or job. Or if you ever lose the key to your... Uh, lock just figure out which tsa master key you need find somebody who's got a 3d printer and then boom bob's your uncle 
Where where could I get something 3D printed? Does Home Depot do that? I know uh, Lowe's I know or some Home Depot were. sells the printers. You could probably find somebody find find your local maker group. It's got to be a Madison maker group. There are two of them. In fact, there are two big ones. I feel like one of those should have somebody with a 3D printer. Or I can go to 3dhubs.com and find local 3D printers. These are people who are selling time on their 3D printers. That's oh. That's awesome. Well, there you go. If you don't need, if you don't want to spend the money of buying your own 3D printer. Yeah, that's really cool. So can I talk about another blunder? Sure. Ashley Madison. Oh, the, the website. The, yes. The, the affair website. Yes. That was mostly men. Yes. And fake women. Yes. Yeah. So um, when we last talked about this, I talked about how they had hacked about 4,000 passwords because these passwords were stored in uh, bcrypt hashes, which means each password was put through about 4,096 rounds of encryption. So it, these things were tough to break unless you had a stupid password like yeah. one, two, three, it, four, five, six. It wasn't five, just six. Bcrypt. Uh, so, so Bcrypt, I actually did a lot of research on Bcrypt uh, oh. a couple of months ago. Because uh, Bcrypt is just, it, it's basically a password plugin that you can add to a website. It's a module. Okay. Uh, but as part of the setup of Bcrypt, you have to set the the level of encryption. And the default is like six or something like that. Maybe it's eight. And it's the cost. It's it's how many times does it run it through its own algorithm. Okay. Uh, and the more times it does it, the more expensive it is to undo it. Now, it also means technically it's more expensive when people try to log in. So if you have lots and lots and lots of users and you have a very high password value, it's going to be costly on your servers to log in and validate all of those people. Yes. That's a very important thing to remember right there. If you set a high initial value, logging in is costly because it has to hash the password and then go through that number of encryptions. And the the configuration used by Ashley Madison was a cost of 12 which is high yes like that is that is super secure that is going to take a very 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 long time to brute force because it's so expensive it takes so long to go through each cycle so it's that's really secure except if um, you're a cracking team who literally went through all the lines of the source code for the website of the website to to see what was going on there and they've discovered including in included in the same database of all these bcrypt hashes was a subset of 15.26 million passwords obscured using md5 md5 is fast like really fast like super super fast md5 was designed well i don't know about what it was designed it is most commonly used for File validation that you will you you hash the file, the actual binary of the file, and you get a string of X length. It's not very long. It's like 20 characters or something. But if you want to find out if two files are the same, you run them through the MD5 algorithm. If the hashes match, it's the same file. This is how you can tell if a file has been tampered with is you run the MD5 and you say, well, my MD5 doesn't match the source. So these um, MD5s. Really easy to brute force. Yeah. Way easier to brute force. Still nearly impossible to undo. I want to point that out. Taking the hash and undoing it is is effectively impossible. But it's... it's but if you're storing passwords as an MD5, you can just run through every, every possible password and come up with the MD5 hash of it. Well, what also um, makes it even worse is the fact that... 
the uh, Ashley Madison programmers had converted the letters of each plain text password to lowercase before they hashed them. Yep, that's actually, uh, you know who else does that? Who? Blizzard. Really? Try logging into your Battle.net account with and without capital letters. Oh. I'm pretty sure. They may have changed it, but I'm pretty sure at one point you could log in even if you had caps in your password without doing the caps. That is actually not uncommon to do. Okay, so let me let me get the, make sure I'm on the right page in this. So there's a massive pile of passwords that are super encrypted. And then in that same file dump, there's another pile of 15 million of those passwords that are just slightly encrypted. Yeah. So people would go and easily break these slightly encrypted passwords, compare it to the super heavy duty passwords and if they match then they found the the password for the super heavy duty password am i right uh, i don't think so were they what? the same passwords in both that like there was the the password for the super heavy duty and then they had a, a much faster hash in the other one yes okay that's what it is so you would crack the md5 yeah you check whether the result in the is the same in the the super hash. And then if it wasn't, since they were all lowercase, you would just add a permutation to randomly capitalize the letters that capitalize. And then until... Right, but you already have their password, don't you? Like, that's that's the whole point of the MD5, is you you already decrypted their password from that. Unless there's a capital letter, and then you just try it. Well, yeah, then you you just have to try all the caps. Yeah. So that's, that's easy. So... They had all these passwords super secured, and they literally just decided to work around it, going, this is Back too much. Back door. Back door. Oh. Idiots. So, yeah, so when we first said that there was only 4,000 of them hacked, um, that is incorrect. There are now more than 11 million of the passwords that have been um, cracked now. Because stupidity. Luckily, this is not all 36 million of them. This is only just half of that. But still, oh my god, really? I'm gonna, I'm gonna put this. Um, I'm gonna put all my valuables in a super secure safe. But I'm gonna store the combination to that super secure safe in this little safe I picked up at Target for five bucks. Yeah, it's a coin bank. Yeah. Oh my god. Oi. So, um, what else do we want to talk about? Because we're, we're way behind on time. Behind or like ahead? Ahead. It's like... Over. We're over. Over. We're over. So, uh, what? Stephen Colbert. Yes. Is granting his voice to Waze. Ooh. So I could, because I do believe I have the Waze app on my phone. Checking, checking. Waze. He, there it is. Okay. He will not do street names. Well, of course, because that would be ridiculous. But he will give you directions. And there's a, a cute little video showing you this and giving you the intro to this. So if I go to settings, sound, I'm guessing. Uh-huh. Navigation guidance. Here we go. Elvis. Is there like a... Where, where, do, I, do I have to like download him or something? I don't know. I wasn't able to find him. Wow, that hard drive, man. I know. I gotta go take a look. Well, granted, you I might want to unplug it. <laughs> uh, that's my iDrive. So, not at the moment. I don't know what that means. It's my backup drive. Ah, well, your backup may have issues. Yeah. Um, Pokemon Go. Pokemon meets Ingress. Pokemon meets Ingress. Oh my god, I'm so excited for this. <laughs> So I watched this video and I didn't actually see any actual gameplay footage. There, there is at the like last two seconds of the video. There's a here's what it looks like on the screen. 
It is not actually like going around augmented reality with the camera and seeing Pokemon through the camera. It has very little to do with um, interacting with the environment. It's more you just have to be at certain places. I'm very curious about what this, like, the one they do in New York in Times Square with Mewtwo. That one seems interesting. That... I kind of like the idea of events like that, but that's just really cool. Like, I, I have trouble seeing hundreds of people, thousands of people streaming into Times Square just to fight against Mewtwo. Like, is that, would that be kind of like those Ingress Super events where everybody had to get together? Yeah, kind of. It's going to be interesting. Are you going to pick it up? Maybe if I have to buy that weird wrist thing, though. I don't know. I think it'll be a peripheral. I don't think you'll have to buy it. Okay. I mean, it's essentially just another fitness tracker. Which, that, I, that's a neat idea, though, because if you just have your phone in your pocket and you're walking around, all of a sudden the thing on your wrist vibrates and go, oh, there's a Pokemon yeah. nearby. All right. Yep. Pull out the phone rather than, you know, the classic Ingress, I'm going to walk into a telephone pole because I'm staring at the screen. <laughs> or, well, so Ingress has, now has Android Wear connectivity. So you can stare at your watch as you walk around into a telephone pole? Yep. Okay. It's easier to look up from your watch. Still, telephone pole. People have walked into telephone poles. Yeah, the, uh, the graphics from this this little video with like the the floating text near the Pokemon looks a lot like what Google's April Fool's joke was. Which one? Because there are a lot of April Fool's jokes. The Google Pokemon Challenge. Oh yeah. Do you we remember that? Hunt down all the Pokemon all over the map. Yeah. Still can't believe there were people who found them all. I think they were hired, too. Uh, here you are. Because if you watch some of the video, like, there's very similar graphics. Oh, wow. Who knows? They might actually hire somebody. They didn't actually hire anybody. They, just... uh, they gave them awards. I remember that. Yeah. But if you look at it like that, that video for the April Fool's joke is very similar <laughs> to Pokemon Go. Yep. I, so either they recycled some of their work or they've been planning on this since April Fool's last year. I bet you they sell Pokeballs, though. Probably. Like, you, you have to pay cash. You can probably get, like, the basic ball for free. But if you want the Super Balls. If you want, like, the, the Great Balls or the Master Ball or the Ultra Ball, you have to pay for it. It is adorable that it's dedicated to Satoru Iwata. Well, of course. It's Nintendo. I mean, everything probably the next year is going to be dedicated to him, as it rightly should. Yep. Okay, uh, that's that. Two bits of Amazon news. They're killing the Fire Phone. Yes. And they're releasing a really cheap tablet. Yeah, 50 bucks for a tablet. That's pretty cheap. I tried looking... I tried looking for other tablets around those range outside of the, you know, Chinese knockoff tablets. Nothing. There's there's a Dell 7-inch that's about 130, I think. That's pretty much it. The rest of them are the, the Kindle Fires yep. for like the $100 range, but still a $50 tablet. Yep. Damn! AMD is spinning off Radeon. What? Yeah. So remember, AMD bought ATI. Yes. Long while ago. Yes. Uh, they are now spinning off the Radeon graphics division. So it's its its own sub-company. It's still going to be owned by AMD, but it's going to be kind of an independent little group. Oh, I think AMD bought ATI. Yeah, yes. AMD bought ATI. In 2006. Yeah, okay. Sorry, for some reason I had that flipped around, but no, that wouldn't be No, right. no, ATI oh, no. did not buy AMD. No, 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 no. <laughs> uh, hierarchy. It was PC, CPU, and then GPU. Yeah. 
It was AMD versus Intel and ATI versus NVIDIA. And then AMD bought ATI. Intel did not buy NVIDIA. No power switch at all on this hard drive. Unplug the power, but I don't want to do that. Sorry. No problem. Random review. Sure. I reviewed previously the the Android game One More Line, which was this you you hold on your phone to shoot yourself off. Yes. And and you you'd always like let go of the phone and it would deorbit and move you to the next block and then you'd hold it and it would spin you around the block until you launched yourself off to the next one. One more dash is the same company and a very similar principle. There is a series of circles. It is a vertical scrolling endless game. There are these circles. And every time you tap the screen, you move to the next circle in a direct straight line. Inside the circle are points and power-ups. And orbiting the circles are things that block you. And so once you press the screen, you launch towards the next circle... If there's nothing in your way, you go into the circle. If there is something in your way, you bounce off. If you are unlucky, you bounce off not in the direction that you were coming from. Because if you do not land in a circle, you die. If you stay in a circle too long, you die. If you hit a spiked wall, you die. What's the neat idea? It's taking their previous game and putting it on its head. Yeah, it's it's a similar mechanic. Yeah. It's actually the opposite mechanic, right? And in one more line, you have to hold your your hand on the phone. You have to hold your finger on the phone to stay where you are. In this one, you have to tap the phone to move to somewhere else. Yeah. You know what this reminds me of? What? A bit like a super hexagon. Uh, okay. Wait, you don't you don't see the similarities a bit on this I, I Nope, not really. Super Hexagon is dodging things that are coming at you. Okay, to me, it seems like Super Hexagon. Granted, I have not played either one, so... (laughs) These two things seem very similar. I haven't tried either one, but they seem so similar. They they look similar. I don't know, but they don't look... They, They don't... They actually don't look similar, Andy. So is this a free game? Free ads. Well, of course, because it's free. Yep, paid version available, but it's free. It's very fast. It's very nice. You got a 30 seconds, sort of like knock it out, and then... Yeah, and then stop. Like, oh, I'm in the elevator. I'll play one round. Random topic. Random topic. Really? Cat's on her Ronnie Moon, and she's still running? Dedication. Well, also, keep in mind, she's probably running with Jake. Also, Army. Army kind of, like, keeps you on your toes. Yeah. Yeah. They're, they're... Pro- they did meet in a running group. <laughs> Touche. So they are probably running together. Probably. Okay, random topic. Yeah. Rolled ahead of time. Yeah. What would be your strategy for playing Lupin Louie? The fuck is that? I, for some odd reason, thought it was this game where you pick boogers out of a nose, but that's not right. No, I... Oh, God, what's that game? I know that game. What is that one called? No, world's biggest. No, I don't want to. No. Gooey Louie. That's okay. Is my Google Foo better than yours? I started looking at videos of people actually pulling boogers out of their nose. <laughs> that is wrong. <laughs> what What did you type into Google? Remove boogers from nose game. What did you type? Booger board game. Oh, that would have been better. Yeah. Oh, and there it is, right there. Gooey Louie by L&L Merchandise. No, this one is Lupin Louie, which has nothing Lupin to do with your Louis. nose or anybody's nose. Okay. It's with all the Louis. Is it rhymes? Probably. Or alliterates? Yeah, the alliteration with the L's. Or the rhyme with Gooey Louie. I don't know. 
Lupin Louie. We're we're not looking at Lupin like a a werewolf, right? No. Lupin like L O O P I N. Lupin Louie. Oh. I swear I've seen this game played before somewhere. I remember this. I never played it, but I remember seeing it. It won some awards, a lot of like best children's games, alternative names. Aviador Loco, crazy pilot. Lupin Louie, L-O-U-I-E, Lupin Lewis, which is also Louie. Okay, so... Wow. Piloto Perueta, Plane Crazy. Ah, ha, ha. Plane Crazy. Oh, I I like that one. That's a good one, yeah. So for those who do not have a computer in front of them, Louie is a pilot who is flying a plane that spins around the center point. Yeah, yeah. So there's there's a motor in the center with, with a boom coming out. Yeah. And the plane is on the boom. And if you just let it go, it's going to knock everything over. Yeah, you've got you've got three chickens that you're trying to protect. Once you lose all three of your chickens, if they get hit by the plane, you're out. So there's this little like launcher bar that's right in front of your chickens that you can use to launch the plane up in the air. So the the goal would be to to get that bounce just right so he avoids yours but then is also able to hit the other players before they're able to react you you want to bounce him up over yours and ideally over the next player's launcher yes this could be interesting i i I don't know it's to me it seems a lot like hungry hungry hippos because there could be the just keep on hitting your thing till your fingers fall off yep so there's the button measure, or there's the actual um, slam the thing as hard as possible, people. Well, it's, it's not always going to be as hard as possible, right? You don't want it to go too high up, then it'll miss the person next to you. Or there, I saw some of the videos where if you hit it too high, he'll go he'll go completely vertical. Yeah. And then as it spins, he'll actually like come down right back at you. Oh, yeah. So you got to be careful. Yeah. So no, uh, if you I... don't time it right, you could actually keep having him either A, come to you, or keep hitting your own chickens, one of the two. Ah. Uh, I would practice, I guess. I just, the, the game is small enough so you could play two sides at once. So you could kind of uh, do the thing around and kind of just judge to see how it works. But no, this would actually take a lot of finesse because it's just a little plastic thingy, so you're not going to have too much control over it. Someone made an eight-player version of it. Oh, goodness. Uh, I, I don't know. I guess I'd watch a couple other people play it. Might go on and, and see if there's like a forum on strategy. I, I highly doubt there's a forum for this game. Uh, forums. Quicker games. Loop and Louie 8 player 3D printed adapter. New Toys R Us Hasbro reprint. Free parts in Massachusetts. Motor replacement guide, which is the most popular piece on this forum. I could see that because if this motor breaks... The game's toast. Done. Yeah. yeah. Uh, there, there is indeed a, a forum okay. for this game. Never it's on board game. So yeah, Loop and Louie. Huh. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know what else to say about it. It's Loop and Louie. Okay. I, I got nothing. Yeah. It's no, Loop I got Louie. nothing else on this one anymore. I'd, I'd go and watch a couple people play and then practice a little bit. And I think my, my overall strategy, my overall strategy is not let my chickens get hit. Yeah, that's a, that's a good strategy. That's my strategy. That, don't that's a, don't let my chickens get hit. Don't lose. That's a good strategy. That's, that's, isn't that a great strategy? Yeah. No, it's a, that's a very... They probably get too far in life. I was talking with someone like we, we were talking about football. I'm like, well, you know, as, as, as long as they as long as they score more points than the other team, right? Like that's that's the key to sports. It's like, ah, not all sports. I guess golf. <laughs> golf, you don't want to score more points than the other team. Track and field. 
you don't want to score more points. Depends on how you measure track and field, right? Yes. If you measure actual time, yeah, you don't want more than the other team. But points in forms of races won. All right, you want to get to work. I got a lot of updating to do this weekend. Okay, I'm done. All right, that's a wrap. This has been another episode of the Random Access Podcast. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, corrections, suggestions, remarks, reviews, rebukes, retorts, or just rants, feel free to contact us. You can find us on Twitter at RAPodcast or send us an email at mail at RAPodcast.net. Thank you for listening. <laughs>